0: The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS. That's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now...
2: It's time for Caffeinated Comics. A lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles. All fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Stephen.
1: Welcome to Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as always, is my co-host... Stephen Brown. I, I don't think I've ever said welcome in... Three hundred episodes. No, totally I don't threw think so. me off. And Kevin Ryan is here. Hello. <laughs> wow, you're really ready to be on the yeah. show. Hello. Are we auditing you? <laughs> but um, I hope not. Yeah, there. Uh, we were going to talk about one thing, and then we we're like, "Well, there's this other thing, and there's this other thing, and there's this other thing." Uh, so, first of all, the new and final trailer
2: for Rise of Skywalker is out. Uh yes, uh because that movie is coming very quickly to us, like in two months, and they'll be here quicker than you know. It's yeah. Christmas movie. It's already cold outside. It's beautiful out there. There are a lot of leaves on the street. Yeah, it's definitely fall now. Um, yeah. So I really liked the very first new Star Wars trailer. The one they showed at Celebration. Uh no, I mean for like the first read do movie the force 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 awakens Awakens. i was like blown away by that trailer and then every subsequent trailer since then i was just kind of like it's like another star wars movie until this newest trailer and i'm like oh this is the biggest star wars movie you people have ever made
1: see i felt like that at the celebration trailer of this but i i agree that the last three movies i'm like okay star wars movie i'll go and then this one i was like oh a star wars
2: movie and i want to go yeah, but doesn't the scale kind of look like we're going to, s- this is going to be like... Uh, You're going to see the biggest n- space
0: battle that you
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think Disney was kind of like, um, oh, if we give it a little bit more of a budget, like uh, an Endgame Avengers type movie, then what could we do? And I think that one ship, Scene they showed where it's all the ships in space. I you think like the Monty Falcon in the front. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I hey, think Kevin's right. I think we're gonna see the largest space battle ever put to film. I
1: don't even know what that means because there's been a couple of space battles in Star Wars movies that I couldn't wrap my head around.
2: Like, oh, yeah, I think this is gonna be that, just like, like reven- dialed up to 11. Like, even
1: Revenge of the Sith, I'm like, wait, what's going on? Your droids are eating your ship? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're really pushing this to be big. I think, first of all, since they cut the, um, the Star Wars story movies loose, and it's clear what does now. That mean? Solo, Rogue One, they're not doing any more of that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, okay. And it's clear now whatever they were going to do for those are going to become Disney Plus series.
2: Right? Yeah, that but, I think, yeah, Mandalorian, right. Mandalorian and makes Kenobi. Sense. But,
1: uh, yeah, right. Ben Kenobi show. Yeah, Ben Kenobi was rumored to be a movie for a long time. There was a movie called The Bounty Hunters in development that was going to be about
2: that group from Empire. That definitely is what the Mandalorian. Became. It could yeah, easily be folded into Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah.
1: So Star Wars is now only going to be these big chapters, and they're pushing this as like the the be all end all, which I find a little dubious because we know more Star Wars movies are coming.
2: It's like Ooh. this is the end of the Kylo Ren. Yeah. Well, Finn Skywalker Rey stuff should kind of the be over. End of the
0: Skywalker side. Yeah.
2: I would be very happy if the next trilogy or whatever the next grouping of star wars movies is going to be is if we don't talk about darth vader and we don't talk about you can't tell mm-hmm. me that those are the um uh the only people in the universe that matter it's like the billions of beings exist in the universe star wars should be able to go into any corner of the universe and do its own thing and still feel like star wars i think that's a really hard nut to crack i think yeah. that's a really hard thing to do and that's but what it can rogue one and solo were Right. Was, right. We're like, we're not going to talk about
1: Skywalkers. I was surprised that Rogue One mentioned Jedis. I was like, oh, I thought we were just going to be rebels, Imperials. Right. You know, but then, you know, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. Oh, There's yeah. no Jedi in it. But, but he's – Because it's between Sith and New Hope. Right. But But, yeah, those characters are talking about the Force and the Jedi. So I think it's something that you're never going to completely remove from Star Wars. Right, we don't have to keep talking about the Skywalkers.
2: Right. I mean, I was even thinking, like, uh, I really enjoyed those um, Knights of the Old Republic video games. dude. And (laughs) nothing to do with any Skywalker or anything, but it's all, like, just dope Jedi stuff a million years ago before uh, New Hope. And it's like, it worked. It felt like Star Wars. There weren't Stormtroopers, but it felt like Star Wars. There wasn't, there were Sith and there were Jedi, but it's like, that's kind of all you
0: need, you know? Well, and it was... That brings you the mythology for the Mandalorian, too. Cause those that's, games, too. Because that's... What the hell is the guy's saying? Kandris from the Knights of the Old Republic games. He okay. was a Mandalorian. Yeah. So their whole thing was battle. And then they all became bounty hunters.
2: Right. Because yeah. it's like, hey, we can get paid to do the thing we like doing. Right. Because
0: right.
1: there's no Mandalorian army anymore. And they, you know... They were the template for Stormtroopers, but they weren't going to join the Empire.
0: Right. That's actually the speculation, because there's several new Star Wars projects coming, because Kevin Feige's doing one, Ryan yeah. Johnson's doing a trilogy, that's the and rumor. And the uh, Game of
1: Thrones creators are doing a
0: trilogy. Benny Offenweiss, All right, yeah. wait,
2: hang on a second. So the Game of Thrones car- uh, creators, they're doing their own trilogy. Yes. Then the guy that did the last Star Wars movie- Last is, Jedi, Is yeah. getting hi- hi- his own trilogy. Yes. And then Kevin Feige is directing his own trilogy. Kevin Feige is working on a Star Wars movie. He's got an idea. He'll probably
1: be producing because he's not stepping down from Marvel. If anything, we talked about this last week. They just gave him the publishing arm of Marvel. He's not moving away from Marvel. But I I think it's more he can do whatever he wants. And he went down the hole and he's like... Hey, I got an idea for a Star Wars movie. And they were like, sure.
2: Anything you want to do, buddy. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I, I, I don't think he's going to be directing. He also doesn't have that kind of a background.
2: Yeah. That's what I was confused by. So we're, they're making three separate. So that's at least Star seven. Trilogies. That's like seven movies. But right. I think they're
1: at the point where Warner Brothers is with DC. Like, let's green light everything and then we'll see how things develop in production and then we'll pull the plug on some stuff and we'll let a, what other people That's what stuff I think. Is yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah. as much as we rag on DC, DC has had more hits than misses lately. But they're they're on an
2: upswing, I'd say. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, between Joker and Shazam and Wonder Woman and Aquaman did well. You know, Aquaman.
2: Was crazy. I was looking Aquaman at um, made a ton of money. Yeah, I was looking at. A, uh, I found these series of videos on YouTube, and I'll I'll try to share them. And I say that all the time, and I never do, but I'll try to find it. And it it just tracks the data for all the superhero movies for like the box office mm-hmm. over time. So it starts with like Superman and kind of goes through and. It ends right before I think Endgame comes out, or maybe Endgame was the last one, so it missed Spider Man. But Aquaman was in the top ten, yeah, highest-grossing super
1: movies. It was huge. Uh, Jason Momoa did a cameo on Saturday Night Live last night Mm -hmm. in like one sketch. He wasn't the host, he wasn't anything. He just showed showed up. He just showed up. People went insane.
2: Yeah, people love Jason Momoa, and people know who Aquaman is. Yeah, so. We're definitely going to get another Aquaman movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we're not
1: going to get another Justice League movie. But we're no, gonna get I, I disagree.
2: Aquaman. I think we'll get another Justice League movie, but it'll be another one of these, like, uh, hard reboots or soft reboots or whatever. It'll be like... It'll be a different team. Who knows who's going to direct it? Right. Will wait. Robert Pattinson be Batman? in Right. I, although I've heard
1: um, The Lighthouse just came out this weekend. Mm. And it's just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe... Locked in a room. Locked in a lighthouse. It's black and white. Yeah. And they're, apparently they're both amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting more and more confident about Robert Pattinson as Batman because if he's acting against Willem Dafoe for two hours and people mention him... He's doing a great job.
2: Yeah, and I yeah I saw Willem Dafoe on one of the I don't know late night programs just like the clip on YouTube and they were talking about that movie and I don't have any interest in seeing it. I probably won't go, but like, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's like I don't I to go see it in theaters. I'll but I'll uh, you know red box it or something. Yeah, you know it, what I it mean? pops up on Netflix. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully before Batman. You know, to give an idea of what this guy can do. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't don't ever mind any of the casting. Even Ben Affleck, I was like, "Eh, sure, let him be Batman. You know, it's like the guy that played Superman I thought was fine.
1: The only person I ever thought was going to be wrong and was wrong was George Clooney. And I like George Clooney, but I'm like, well, he's not Batman. And then they made that movie and it was like, no, he's not Batman. Yeah. And then he went on every talk show for the next eight years saying, sorry, I'm not Batman. Yeah. uh, But other than that, I, you know, I found each casting interesting. And most guys have knocked it out.
2: Right. I it's mean, pretty there seasons. hasn't been a really lousy Batman. We had a lousy Joker. Yeah, we did. We did. And it wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <clears throat> but he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars, I'm very excited. I actually think I'm more excited for The Mandalorian just because it's... Um, well, it's sooner it's a couple weeks from now. Yeah, maybe it's because it's sooner, but or because there's there's going to be more of it. You know, it's like episodes. I don't know how many they're going to be, but um, yeah. And Disney Plus is going weekly, so you're not going to be able to nope. binge it. At least not at first, right? But if I get Disney Plus like a month later, it'll you'll be able be to watch released. like half of them. Yeah, right. That, and which is what CBS does
1: with like with Star Trek.
2: Yeah, I don't um, think that's bad. And necessarily. I'm well,
1: I'm pacing out when I go back to CBS because eventually I'll do it. But I think I'm gonna wait for Picard to come out, and then I'll catch oh, yeah. up on Discovery while I watch Picard. And then there were short treks in the middle, um, which apparently were all good. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for CBS month in, month out, waiting for Picard to come on. Yeah. So well, you I, could
2: do that with Disney Plus if you want to wait till Christmas. Right. Get it and then yeah, man, binge, binge it and then you know either right. cancel it or wait until they. Nobody's <laughs> gonna cancel. <it>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so just the list they
1: released of the this stuff from the vault they're putting on it. It like, could
2: just be that and no new programming, yeah. and I'd probably be like, nah, it's probably worth they it. They just announced that The Simpsons will be original
1: aspect ratio on Disney+, which they have not been. They're not on Hulu or on iTunes. What does that mean? Basically, they took all... <laughs> <laughs> they took all the '90s, all the '90s Simpsons, which yeah. were square, yeah, and they chop off the top and bottom oh. so they can fit it widescreen. Right. And the writers have been complaining because they were like, "Well, that joke is gone now, and that joke is gone now." Yeah, it doesn't. You can't see that, especially the early seasons. There were so so yeah. many details. Uh, you never see the top of Marge's hair. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's always cropped off, but they said when Disney Plus does them, they'll be remastered. That's cool. Cool. So they're caring about everything they're putting on.
2: Yeah, I mean, as much as Disney's like the big evil empire that's like eating up all the uh rights to everything that you love. It's like they are kinda knocking it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if you guys are gonna own Star Wars, at least you're making just the best fucking Star Wars they're, you could be making. They're
1: doing a better job
2: than Lucas did towards the end. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's like it's gonna I mean, be hard who, to compete with like a new hope or Empire.
1: Who but else would like, still be giving us the Muppet Show every couple of years? Right. And you they're know? doing
0: a talk show.
1: Yeah. Well, originally they were supposed to do a full series on Disney Plus and now it's gonna be shorts. And then they're still trying to figure out what to do. I don't know. They, the, the movie they made with Jason Siegel
2: was great, and they've never been able to like hit that again. I mean, they'll yeah. never be able
1: to, to, I actually think to it's capture like they that can't. Jim Henson
2: feel. I think it's kind of like you hit the Jason Siegel note, you can't hit that note a second time. You got to kind of find the next iteration. Well, you of know it. what?
1: I haven't seen that much of Jason Siegel since How I Met Your Mother ended. Why don't you just make him the Kevin Feige of the Muppets? Yeah. Because that movie was his. After forgetting Sarah Marshall. Disney said, hey, what do you want to make here? And he's like, I want to make the Muppets. And they were like, why? And he's like, because I want to make the Muppets. I love
2: the Muppets. Yeah,
1: because he's an aging Gen Xer who wants to make the Muppets. And that yeah. movie was... Fantastic. And then he wasn't involved after that and it's never worked since.
2: Yeah, I wonder why he wasn't um when they made the sequel, he wasn't involved. He said he didn't want to, he said, I
1: put my heart and soul into that one. I did what I wanted to do with the Muppets. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't I, have another like, story. I don't want to meet me to be fine. the Muppet
2: guy. You know, every everyone should kind of have that self-awareness to be like, it's time for me to get out of the way of this, you know? It's like you don't want to be like, say the precedent. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> Oh,
1: fuck. But Kevin, how did you feel about the trailer for Rise of Skywalker? Are you more excited for Mandalorian or Rise of Skywalker?
0: I'm more excited for Rise of Skywalker. Um, That scene that Steven was talking about with all the ships, you actually can see um, a handful of ships that are from the Rebels cartoon.
1: I've heard they've been inching more and more and making that canon. And you can see... Rebels will be on Disney+, Plus because I'd never seen it.
0: Rebels and Clone Wars are both going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah,
1: Clone Wars I couldn't stick with Clone Wars. I, I by season four, I, it was feeling like the same old, same old. So when Rebels started, and it was the same type of animation, I don't think I ever really forgave Clone Wars for not being the Jenny Taratovsky Clone right. Wars. Which by the way, the f- um his new caveman show Primal is oh, out. Oh yeah. Oh my God! The first episode is free on iTunes. Okay, so you can download it for free. It's, I mean, you thought Samurai Jack didn't have words? This is a caveman. It's just visual. It's like wow. caveman fighting dinosaurs for 20 minutes. And it's awesome. Adult Swim, so it's yeah. way more violent than Samurai Jack
2: was. <laughs> so it'll be on Adult Swim normally? It's an Adult Swim show, yeah. Yeah. Where would, where do you watch that?
1: Um, there's an Adult Swim app. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that... I would have to look this up. Maybe Hulu. Because Hulu does put stuff like Rick and Morty on. Okay. And um, like sea lab 2021, a lot of the big Adult Swim shows are on Hulu. Yeah. But yeah, but Jenny Tardasovsky a genius, and I was kind of bummed that they didn't pick him to do the full show when he did that beautiful season of shorts. Mm. And then Rebels, I heard really good things about. Scott Behrens w- was a big fan of it. And yeah. And I watched like three or four of them on the Disney XD app, and that was all I could watch, and then it was gone.
2: Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about both of those shows, and I it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I care, I like Star Wars, I like it as a movie, but beyond that, it's like, uh, there's only so much... Like, deep I'll go, but then, you know, I'll play fucking 80 hours of <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic, so what the hell do I know?
0: <laughs> um, the other thing that really strikes me is that in the trailer, there's a lot of parts with Kylo Ren and Rey where they're not, they don't seem like they're angry at each other.
1: Well, they seem like they're teamed up. Yeah. Which is kind of like that fight in Last Jedi. Right. So I think they're going to continue that relationship.
0: But the... The two biggest parts of the trailer for me is uh, are the 3PO scene and the Emperor Palpatine.
1: If they kill C-3PO.
2: I know. It's like, <laughs> it kind of, what are they doing? Oh,
1: well, there, that's definitely a loaded thing because it could v- very well be C-3PO saying like, you're all going to die. Because you're going off on a suicide mission at the end of the movie, yeah. Or it could be that C-3PO is sacrificing himself because the back of his head's open. There's yeah. a
0: battle droid in the background of that scene. One of the battle... like a Phantom Menace battle droid. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know that's... what that is, but like, I am going to punch inanimate objects if they kill C-3PO. I think a
2: lot of people 3 po are going to be upset. Ad-
1: C-3PO as an adult became my favorite
2: Star Wars character ever. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's like. Uh, I understand you kill Han, people are gonna get salty. Kill Leia, people will be salty. It's like you kill those droids, you, people are gonna riot. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what See? it is. Maybe it's like we killed we
1: killed Hansel in the first one, we killed Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker in the second one, and the plan was always for this to be the Leia movie. But then Carrie Fisher passed away before Last Jedi came out, so they changed their plans. They got Lando in there. I do not think Lando was originally supposed to be in this, no. but maybe they're like, oh, we could kill Lando, but eh. People Why? gonna get really upset at Lando. Let's kill C three PO. Yeah, because well, they basically they put R two D two in a coma between right for, between Force Awakens. Thirty so I feel years, like, yeah. So I feel like they already did that to him.
2: Is Anthony Daniels the only um, character that's been in all three trilogies? Yes. Yes, and R two D two. But it wasn't. Yeah, but Kenny Baker hasn't been in
1: R two right, in so, all nine movies. So. Right,
2: and then there were movies. I think it wasn't. It's just a robot.
1: Well, there, uh, like Phantom Menace, he's not fully assembled. It was a puppet, mm-hmm. so he did voiceover. And Anthony Daniels has done voiceover for Clone Wars mm-hmm. and Rebels. He's but, always. been But Anthony associated.
2: Daniels is in a suit in all yeah. those movies, right? He's a, he's like a real. I
1: believe so. I'm not. I'd have to check because you know he's getting up there. Yeah. So he he might got, have gotten the point, like Frank Oz. Well, um, Frank Oz did the voice for Yoden Last year I did not do the puppet. Right. Because he's too old to crouch down and stick his arm up. Sure. And he hasn't done Miss Piggy in decades. So it's possible there's a stand in moving and he's doing voiceover.
2: Right. But I, he's the only one that's been through all No, but he's. Been. Yeah, it's like he's your legacy character. You know, you, you get yeah. rid of that guy and people are going <laughs> to lose well, their
0: shit. He's, he's clearly being worked on. And the, the thought, the character working on him is named Babu Frick. And the C-3PO figure comes with a Babu Frick. The, the, uh, the new C-3PO The new figure. C-3PO figure yeah. comes with Babu Frick.
1: I haven't seen a new C-3PO figure. They've been, The Rise of Skywalker figures were kind of kept under lock and key at both San Diego and Toy Fair. Right. Uh, then, although Amazon is doing a... Six inch two pack of Chewbacca and blown up C three PO from Empire.
2: Oh, that's right. cool. And,
1: and not only can you pop the arms and legs off him as you could with the older figures, but you can replace them with like shoulders with wires coming out. Oh, cool. And I'm like, uh
2: pre order. Yeah, I don't buy a lot of Star Wars these days. What but did I? Was like, I um yeah. What did I see that had like C three PO, but he had like red eyes? Yeah, that's that's the, that's this the, the
0: same scene. That was the other trailer, the other trailer that trailer. came out. So the thought is that he's getting all of his memories back because his they memory, wipe his memories at the end of Sith. at the end of Revenge of Sith at the end of the Revenge of the Sith, and Zori Bliss is also in that scene. That's Carrie.
1: They just announced uh, today a Star Wars Black Zori Bliss. Yeah, and I did not know who that character was. It's
0: Carrie, I, is it Carrie Russell. She was in The American Felicity? Yeah, yeah, Felicity. That's yeah. that's Zori Bliss. I didn't know she was in this She's in she's wearing a helmet in that three PO scene. Hmm. So she's in there, she doesn't say anything. And then the other new character, Jenna, is one of the people riding the horses. Yeah. Next on a to, spaceship. Next to BB-8. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's, it's like Mace is going to come back. He's like, I'm tired of these motherfucking horses on yeah. this motherfucking <laughs> ship. Well, the,
1: the lightsaber fight between Kylo Ren and Ray on on top of a train reminded me of that train in Solo. And I'm like, I wonder if they're using that design again so, to show that this is a, a vehicle that exists 40, 50 years later. So mm-hmm.
0: here here's the thing with that is that th- they're either dueling or they're fighting. Nobody really knows. But... They're fighting on Death Star pieces, or and all the Star Destroyer that you see in that trailer is not a First Order ship; it's an it's an right. Imperial ship.
1: And the celebration trailer showed the destroyed, crashed Death Star with half of the dish.
0: Right, and in this trailer, the Millennium Falcon got its dish back—the round dish, the round dish that broke off in Return of the Jedi. So maybe Lando was flying it, and he. They went to the old Death Star and he up. sees it. He's like, "There's a the dish. Let's put it back." Like. Wow,
1: yeah. And they show in Solo that he cared about that ship. Yeah, yeah. it was just like uh, that was one of the things in Solo when I saw the sh- uh, the inside of the ship when Lando owned it. I was like, "Man, Hansel's a
0: dick." Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: it was so nice yeah. in there.
0: And and don't forget about L three is the Millennium Falcon's brain. Yes, And that was Lando's droid partner.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking more and more about L three because it's Phoebe Wallet Bridge plays L three and now Fleabag has won everything. And Fleabag is a fantastic show if you have Amazon Prime and she's amazing in it. Yeah. That I'm like, I kinda wanna watch solo again to hear her voice now that I've like clicked into her. Well the reason she's a
0: solo. She's the, yeah. yeah she's Lando's L three. L3. Wow. So that's why it's that's why it's when you watch solo and then you watch Empire, it's like the Millennium Falcon tells Han to go to Lando. In yeah. Cloud City, which is like once you realize that that's L three, it's it ha-
1: she has a vested interest.
0: So the three PO part, we've seen him blown apart. We've seen his head pop off. We, it's and that scene where he puts his hand on R two D two is very reminiscent of the the medal ceremony in A New Hope mm,
1: when, he, when yeah. he starts shaking and he calms him down when
0: R two comes back after he gets blown up in A New Hope. And so my thought is that that happens at the end of the movie. So there's a good chance, my theory, is that 3PO is not going to be 3PO for the whole movie, but they're going to find a way to bring him back hmm. at the end of the movie. So because he's getting his memories back or he's getting reprogrammed in the red eyes, and there's another shot of him with Chewie's bowcaster.
2: Yeah, they're going to make him a murder bot.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what... That's what the thought Which is,
1: uh, is kind of like in the Darth Vader comic series.
0: Right. Oh, the, right. There's the, that like The dark... murder
1: versions of, of, of 3PO. Yeah. It's like an assassin droid. Yeah. yeah cool. And the Dr. Afra. Afra, They were characters with Dr. Afra, and then Dr. Aphra got her own book. Yeah. Those comics were really good. And that's one of those where like I don't know what to think of Kieran Gillen because that Darth Vader series is fantastic, and Kieran Gillen wrote the worst Iron Man run I've ever read in my life. Yeah. There's some writers that I'm like, I can't put you in a good or bad column.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of like um, not everyone can do every book you know what i mean i think there's like very few writers it's like matt
1: fractions fantastic four is not great yeah and and his iron man's the best anyone's ever done
2: right and i think it's like you might have like a really good idea for one character really get like the voice of a specific character and that just doesn't translate when you move over to like a different property you know what i mean i think it's like uh how many people can can write star wars is a very different book from um iron man iron man
0: yeah yeah it's two totally different things so then the other thing I wonder is, what's the Emperor doing?
1: Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, we got his laugh in the celebration, then we got a line. The, one of the things that was interesting about this trailer was how many characters do the voiceover. Yeah. Because we were we watched it right before we started recording to refresh our memories. Yeah.
0: And, and you guys were debating on... It starts with Finn explaining <laughs> the Force to somebody, which my assumption is Janna. And then Poe is speaking to a group of people, which might be that scene at a base where you first see Lando. Mm-hmm. And then there's the emperor. Well, then there's Rey and Kylo Ren. Right. And the interesting thing about what Rey says there is she goes, everybody thinks they know me, but they don't. And in in previous movies, she says, she's asked, who are you? And she says, I'm nobody. So it's a very interesting Shift.
1: Well, I think that's that's her whole arc
0: for Ray.
1: For Ray, yeah. Which is one of the things that people were so upset about in Last Jedi was that oh she's nobody, and I'm like, well, and even when I heard that, I was like, well, this is Act Two you know this isn't the this movie's not the end of the story right but the weird thing about this trilogy is that nobody mapped it out right so it was well, like the original idea was JJ Abrams did the fir- was going to do the first one Ryan Johnson the second one and then Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do this movie who's right that? he did Jurassic World yeah and then he pissed off Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and they fired him and got J.J. to come back Hmm. so now this looks like J.J.'s trilogy because he did the beginning and the end and a lot of people have a lot of problems with Last Jedi so I feel like people are looking for reasons to discount it and look at these as two movies but it was never designed to be that way and to this day, I'm like, Star Wars is built on trilogy structures. Well, you, like, how did you not know what the third movie was going to be when you wrote the first
0: movie? Well, you can't say that this was the plan the whole time. No, it wasn't. Yeah, because, I definitely think that's accurate. Because, I mean, the plan
1: was for Carrie Fisher to be a major part of this movie. And and, won.
0: Well, and Snoke was supposed to be the Palpatine fanboy, the same way that Kylo Ren is a Darth Vader fanboy. right? But Ryan Johnson goes, hey, I got this idea. Let's kill him. And they're like, all right, we'll roll with it. So, if you watch, and this is torturous to do, if you watch the third installments of each Star Wars trilogy, so you watch Revenge of the Sith, you watch Return of the Jedi, you have a pretty good idea of the stakes of this movie. Yeah. Because the reason that the Emperor's is there is because in the third movie in each previous, in the two previous trilogies, he's trying to set, he's trying to manipulate and turn somebody so when he says
1: he turns the republic into the empire
0: well he he turns anakin into vader But the way that he does that is he sets that trap to get kenobi off world and so that's how he can isolate anakin and turn him yeah then he tries the same thing with luke in return of the jedi but he can't turn luke because of luke's connections to his friends and to his father right and, and part of being
1: Sith is that there can only be two. There can only be two. So he wants him to murder Vader, which is actually a really fun part of uh, Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader comic. Right? Was um, have you read all mm-hmm. that? There's like there's a bunch of characters that, that show up and they're like, oh yeah, the Emperor's training me to be the Sith, and I'm going to kill you. And Darth Vader kills yeah. all oh, most of these guys. So, so like the Emperor's constantly trying, trying to, to kill, upgrade but, yeah. Vader. No, number one, I think because Vader's damaged. But number two, I think no matter who it was, he'd always be trying to set up the next generation.
0: Right. So we don't know who he's trying to get and who he's trying to turn. Is he trying to get Kylo Ren? Is he trying to turn Ray?
2: Well, isn't it ultimately – and it seemed like a lot of this was in – and I don't really remember – the revenge of the sith but the return of the jedi return of the jedi he he just seemed like both of you fight and then whoever wins he'll be my second right. command he's just looking for like the strongest yeah number two he's he wants to see who and I the think upgrade he, is and with I, this new movie it's basically like kylo ren if you can kill this girl you're my guy girl if you can kill kylo ren you're my girl right do you know what i mean he'll just pick whoever do they do they talk about how old like the emperor is is he like a million years old or is he like he, a regular person
0: so Again, like, my thing is, when you see Imperial ships, not First Order ships, the you have to think that the Emperor has been planning this since before A New Hope.
1: Right, yeah. Because... You do see Palpatine age, because he's much younger in Phantom Menace than he is in Sith, even before he's damaged. Mm -hmm. Even before, like, fighting uh, Mace Windu. So he... He is mortal. It's not like he's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Oh, wait. But he's
2: been in all three trilogies then.
1: Yeah.
0: Ian McDiarmid, yeah. Yeah, because so,
1: yeah. he was a young guy that not, they made look like an but old But he guy. hasn't been in every film. He was he's not, not right. in New Hope at all. Right. And in Empire, it wasn't Ian McDermott until the special editions.
2: They reshot right. those. Oh. It was a different actor in Empire who's in the hologram. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Doesn't he give that weird speech to um, – Darth Vader and he's like the story of Darth, Darth v- Plagueis. Yeah. yeah. So what if he's that guy?
0: Well, he Darth Plagueis was his master. He killed him. Oh. So there's there's a lot going on there is if you look into the stuff that's canon in the Star Wars universe, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with Palpatine using Force bonds. So he had to break that bond between Anakin and Kenobi. He tried to break the bond between Luke and his friends and Luke and his father, and he failed. But there's a lot of stuff where he, um, he does, there's a Sith ceremony where you use someone's blood to connect to somebody that they have a Force bond to. So he does this with Count Dooku to try and get at Yoda. And this is in, like, the shows? This is in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, where do those stand now? Because they,
0: that's canon. They're canon now. Yeah,
1: because it was. It all depends on. It all depends on who's running it. Because for a while they were like, all these are canon. Then Lucas is like, nah, and then they
0: then they were not canon. That's the, the that's the novels, and yeah, the video but, games.
1: But at, and at that point, there had only been like droids and Ewoks series, so there hadn't mm-hmm. been a serious Star Wars series. So you could just count those. And I think Clone Wars was pitched as the first thing of like, this is canon.
0: Right, and the weird thing about Clone Wars is that the order that you watch them in is greatly dependent on how much you understand it because it's not chronologically the way that it was released. There's a spurt, there's a special order to watch the Clone Wars oh God. where oh, it'll wow. actually... It's like the
1: machete order for the show. No, yeah. where
0: it it's on StarWars.com. Well, like, it, was like, antholo-
1: <laughs> it was pretty anthologized. Yeah. It was like, okay, here Obi-Wan and Anakin are doing this and then like three episodes later there's no mention... They didn't have season arcs at right. all.
2: Because it was just, like, different battles in this big war.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I'll, I'll once Disney Plus kicks in, which I'm starting to wonder about, because I paid for it. Yeah. But I'm like, do I have an account name? I'm like, when can I download the they're app? They're going to... It's coming in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's, like, November 12th. Yeah, yeah. they
0: said they're, they're, that they're going to get in touch when I signed up. Yeah. Because I signed up where you the whole front end of it
1: yeah and i figured by now i'd be able to download the app and it wouldn't be turned on yet but mm-hmm. i'd have the operating system but
2: but still early though, disney knows know. what they're doing yeah i yeah, would not be worried, worried about that. that launching things is kind of like their thing you know it's right. like they'll they'll be <laughs> disney
1: plus is my name and yeah. launching things is my <laughs> <Yeah>. game <laughs> so uh so if we're feeling confident about this uh i, w- I wanted to talk about Last week, I thought, let's not talk about this because it's not worth talking about. And then it was just in the news over and over and over again. Um, both Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford <laughs> Coppola have come out and said they don't like the Marvel movies. They don't consider them cinema. So when that first came out, I immediately discounted and I'm like, yeah, you guys don't make those kind of movies. Francis Ford Coppola famously called Star Wars a shame when George Lucas made it. And George Lucas was his protege yeah so Coppola's has always looked on movies like this of like that's ah, a waste of time uh but it just keeps going and going I tweeted something and it's uh just about it this week it got the most amount of likes I have ever gotten it got the most amount of retweets it just kept going and going and going and going um it helped that uh that Mike Drucker retweeted and he has 178,000 followers, but help. but it just kept going. And I'm like, pe- I'm like, people are really caring about it. And what I tweeted was like, was, uh, was like in, it's nice that in this country where everything is falling apart, right, we can fixate on this debate that makes no difference whatsoever. And it just kept going and going. I'm like, people are really involved in this. And Scorsese's got the Irishman coming out really soon. Yep. Um, I haven't heard from Coppola doing anything in a while. Coppola, I think, is mostly retired. Mm -hmm. But people are incensed about this, so I kind of wanted to get a read of the room. I, I would say that everyone in this room likes Coppola and Scorsese movies there's nodding so i just yeah no i think
2: that's accurate uh it's like uh um, (laughs) nobody's gonna be like scorsese's a hack i'm i'm of like two minds of it it's like the first one is like who cares like have your own opinion that's fine and then the second thing is like fuck you guys (laughs) because the one guy star wars is obviously a pretty big deal but then like i thought i would read this and then i probably read this comment as well i'm not this clever but Martin Scorsese was like, ah, oh, those Marvel movies or whatever, they're trash. Yeah, they're not cinema. They're not yeah. cinema. They're all the same. And then he goes to make a movie uh, with like, the same group of guys about like a crime family. You know what I yeah. mean? It's Roof. like, this he guy was, just remakes the same movie over and over he again. He also produced The Joker. Um, he produced The Joker? He, produ-
1: he was yeah. going to do it at one
2: point. Yeah.
1: Like years ago. <laughs> he,
2: yeah. He produced The Joker. And
1: you know what? Both of these guys... Their hands aren't completely clean, you know. Coppola made a Dracula movie, yeah. You know, Scorsese made Cape Fear.
2: Like, not everything these guys made was art, right? And not every one of these like superhero or sci fi movies are art, but it's like it. You can't say it's an invalid genre. I don't know what this their specific gripes are. But it's like you can't debate that these aren't cinema when they're the biggest movies of all time. It's like arguably they're more cinema than your little like crime noir movie about Jack Nicholson doing whatever. You know what I mean? It's like I understand these guys make good movies. I like a lot of yeah, them. And I'm not going to say Marvel movies deserve to win Best Picture. No, they they shouldn't. It's like because they're not the best movies of the year. It's In like, fact,
1: uh, Disney said they weren't even submitting Endgame for any Oscars. There was – There was some talk when Endgame came out of nominating Robert 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 Downey Jr. Jr. Um, and he's really good in it, but I don't know if he should win an Oscar for
2: it though. No, it's like uh, did they give an Oscar to the guy that uh, to Ian McKellen for playing Gandalf? No, they nominated him though. All right, we'll see that. And they gave one to Heath Ledger. So, yeah, and it's like I don't even know if Heath Ledger should have won it. It's like yeah, he's a really good Joker, but it's like that he, was the best that was the best acting of the year. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Had Heath Ledger been alive, he
1: probably the wouldn't, have won it, wouldn't
0: have won it. Right.
2: Yeah, so
1: I and I'm fine with that. I mean, you're not going to shake Goodfellas or the Godfather out of my head. I'm not going
2: to go I'm never watching this movie again. Yeah, well, I think that kind of yeah, that's, that's yeah, but, stupid.
1: And I don't expect them to get it. I like I think it just feels and like... and they could not like it. There's grumpy old men, but just
2: it. don't uh invalidate it. It's just like I don't understand a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that those things aren't valid things. You know what I mean? It's like I don't uh, even think it invalidates it, you know
1: i don't i don't I don't think I don't know who is wondering about like. I wonder what Francis Ford Coppola thinks about Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Like, how does that even who cares? show up? I think it more shows up that they're working on a movie and they're like, well, I'm not making the biggest movie in the world. Well, this is the biggest movie in the world. You know what, guys? It's not that great.
2: It's interesting that it's, it's almost, and maybe it's not this, but it is it, is it kind of like, um, uh he comes out with the movie The Irishman's coming out and maybe he's like, Oh, it's not getting as much press as whatever and then he's like, Well I'll just bash these hugely popular movies and now everyone's talking about him and I this think movie. it's more to
1: the point that he's coming out with the Irishman, they're interviewing him for the Irishman, and then reporters are like, So what do you think of Marvel movies? It's weird, right? And then he's like so- Yeah, it's it's like, Well, you're a big time director, what do you think of the other big time movies? You know, and yeah. it's... They're it tra- seems weird. There are different genres. So, like, I don't want Scorsese to make a superhero movie. I don't want Scorsese
2: to make Joker. Yeah, it, well, that's what's kind of weird is. about it, is that he produced it or whatever. Yeah, a music comedy. Kind of yeah. like, <laughs> uh, what <Yeah>. an asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine. Like, I still want to see The Irishman, but I'm surprised that people... Care so much? Yeah, they- I think there there's a sports teamness to it. Right. That kind of rankles me where, and I fall into it like anybody else. I'm not a competitive person by nature. If there's a competition, I usually just shut up and walk away. Um, uh, I'm a collaborative person. So, but there are people that thrive on that. Like I'm better than this. I'm better than this. And there's always Marvel versus DC. Marvel is so big now that it's Marvel versus anyone else that makes a movie. And I, I don't, you know, I don't see that as a valid argument. I don't see that as, you know, was Scorsese yelling about Stallone pictures in the 80s? Maybe. Maybe they were mad for a week because he was like, you know, these Rambo movies aren't cinema. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but, and yeah, I understand that. I'm like, yeah, Stallone didn't make that many good movies. You yeah. Know, and it's but, like, I don't know. It's- and it's ju- I think it's just that we love Marvel movies because we already loved those characters and they're good movies that I think a lot of people are just like, how dare you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like,
2: dude,
0: we're... Who cares? We're jailing yeah. children. Like, who, who, yeah, who I cares? think that's kind
2: of what it comes down to. Is just like, this is such a weird thing to fixate on when it's just like...
0: <laughs> like, I'm not... Look, Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese have made some of my absolute favorite movies, but that does not make them the keepers of cinema.
2: Right. Yeah, I think that's a, bit, a good point.
0: And... It, They can say what they want. Yeah, exactly. And it's not... You know, people are allowed to go and like the movies that they like. It's not a subjective thing. And it's not up to... There is no keeper that says, like, this is art, this isn't. And, you know, it's you're allowed to have your thing. You know, you're allowed to have a deal. And
1: you know what? Every art is like that, and it's generational. Right. You know, like... uh, I... There's an Elvis documentary called Elvis and Me. And yeah. they show a clip in that of a fifties uh, DJ going, Rock and roll has got to go. And he like smashes a record. I'm like, well that guy was wrong. Right. There's a line in Goldfinger where uh Sean Connery is like drinking champagne at room temperature. It's like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. And it's like sometimes you can be talented and on the wrong side of yeah, history. Absolutely. Right.
0: Like there's there's a book publishing company that declined Harry Potter. Right. There's a record yeah. company that rejected the Beatles.
1: Well, every success story <laughs> like, begins with everyone turned us down. Right.
0: Right. I mean, so I, I guess my thing is, is who cares? I mean, and the reason that people are really upset about it is because the world's a shit show right now, and people need something to, you know, a lot of people really like getting angry and having a hill to die on.
2: Well, that's what's a, it's <laughs> but like. There's so well, many things. There's so many hills right now.
0: Well, I get that. It's there are no about. There are no planes media.
1: in
2: America anymore. Right, Everything's a hill to die. Every
0: on. everything is this or that. It's it just
2: it's weird when it's like you see it and it's on Facebook. It's Twitter. It's everything. Is that it's like. Somebody says something on Twitter, Facebook, or social media, and then it's like, you could just read it and keep going about your day, but you know that there's some people that are just like, nah, I'm going to fight this guy, you I mean, know? There's people, and it's kind of
0: weird, you know? Like, there's the people who sit on their phones all day who, yes, he is your president. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. you just sit on Twitter all day and wait for somebody to say, not my president. I was, like, on, uh,
1: a, I was on a message <laughs> board the other day, and I asked a question about a guitar um, oh God! And it, it just hit me how it hit me really hard how much the discourse on the internet has changed. I always talk about the internet that these days it's a teenager, where in the '90s and 2000s it was a kid. So everything was great. Mm-hmm. I built a website about Pinky in the Brain. I like Pinky in the Brain. I'm going to leave a comment saying I like you and I like Pinky in the Brain. And now every we're a disaffected teenager online. Everybody sucks. Like, I, I, literally, I literally asked the question about the Paul Reed Smith guitar I got. I was like, hey, do these things age like Gibson's do? Like, do, does the wood breathe? Does the finish breathe? And people just yelled at me. And people <laughs> accused me of trying to start a fight. And I'm like, no, I'm just asking, does anybody have a – has anybody kept their Paul Reed Smith since, like, the 80s and 90s? And does it feel like a vintage guitar? Yeah, And, you know, people are coming up with scientific facts and telling me I'm stupid and telling me I'm wrong and then fighting with each other. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't ask that question anymore. Right. And I'm like, I get that on social networking. And honestly, message boards are kind of an archive of the past anyway. Right. So the people on there are not cutting edge. Yeah. It's like, but it's like, yeah, there's nowhere you can go that you can avoid an argument. But we have so many important things to talk about. It's like, you know what, dude? I can I can like Godfather Part 2 And Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. Right. And I don't need those two to be friends.
2: Yeah. That's what I say. It's like, it's just this guy's like opinion. And it's like, uh, I like John Carter. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and I thought Mad Max Fury Road was garbage. It's like, who cares?
1: I care about that. I, I'm still trying to set you straight. Yeah, it's not a You still happen. like Suicide Squad.
2: Uh, Well, maybe. I mean, I've only <laughs> seen it one time. I know John Carter because I've, like, I've watched it like four or five times. I'm like, I couldn't I finish like it. this movie. I don't hate that movie, but I could not finish well, it. Well, I'm just saying it's an example of like here's like a widely regarded terrible movie. And then the other one is this Fury yeah. Road, which everyone really seemed to like that wasn't great. And, but it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, you, you who can... Cares? Yeah, who cares? who fucking cares? It is such a weird thing. I see those comments and it's like, you had said something before, John, on the show of like, <laughs> uh, anytime it's this, like, a, why this is a news story is beyond me, but it's like, uh, insert a famous actor wants to play, insert comic book character. Yeah. And it's like... And all those, all those stories just come down to is actor likes to work and wants a big check you know it's like it's it's like i've never seen an actor say no i don't want to be kitty pride right there's never it's just like uh it's it's just a weird thing to report on and it's the same thing with this is like it, it, it's just kind of like, what did you expect Martin Scorsese to say about Avengers Endgame? <laughs> that you were just like, let's get this guy's opinion, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dave Chappelle's got that joke about uh, September 11th, and <laughs> and he was like, he was like, <clears throat> the news called, like, Ja Rule. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, get Ja Rule on the phone. Somebody's got to answer my, my questions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, who fucking cares what this... A dusty old filmmaker (laughs) thinks about the new shiny thing in cinema. (laughs) You're not supposed to like the new shiny thing. I
1: haven't liked the musical guest on Saturday Night Live for about four years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still in dance and I can't listen to it. I'm
2: old. Yeah.
1: And I'm not as old as Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola.
0: That'll do it. The greatest thing in the
1: world. This week. I just watched Dolomite is my name on Netflix, and I kinda want to watch it again uh if you don't know what it is, Eddie Murphy has been trying to make a movie about Rudy Ray Moore for about twenty years, and none of the studios wanted to make it, and Netflix is in the business of throwing money at people. They just went like two billion dollars into debt to make more movies, so I assume they they're gonna recoup those costs, but they're just better give, hope so they're just giving everybody checks, so it seems like. They had this real initiative to get Eddie Murphy on Netflix because there's a lot of talk about him going back to stand-up and doing a stand-up special on Netflix. He was on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, and I think Eddie Murphy said yes because they let him make My Name is Dolomite. So if you don't know who Rudy Ray Moore was, he was kind of like Red Fox, but much, much, much worse. Uh, and he he made like party records and stand-up, and then he started making exploitation movies – which were uh, as bad as the worst black exploitation movies. I was going to say worse than most. <laughs> um, they're certainly worse than stuff like that uh, Fred Williamson or um, uh, uh, Pamela Greer made. Um, anything like Foxy Brown, Coffee, Black Caesar. Those are all like great movies compared to Dolomite. Dolomite, you can clearly see people waiting for somebody to say action in every shot. There's a lot of Black Dynamite directly lifted from Dolomite. It's not good. And then Rudy <laughs> Ray Moore went on to make a bunch of other movies that were equally crazy like The Avenging Disco Godfather oh. and Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Wow. Which, Howie uh, got and I rented in college and could not believe how nuts it was that we always kind of liked Rudy Ray Moore. Um, Dolomite right now and I believe Avenging Disco Godfather, a lot of them are on Amazon Prime. If you want to see crap, <laughs> Amazon Prime is the place to go because they're taking everything that Netflix and Hulu Passes rejected. On, yes yeah. they've never... got there's yeah. a lot of garbage in Amazon Prime, which is serving me well this month of October when I like to watch terrible horror movies Yeah, You'll never find
0: a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Than on Amazon Prime, <laughs> <And> Amazon Prime.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but Eddie Murphy was inspired by him and always wanted to make this movie. and he got the two screenwriters um, who wrote Ed Wood. And I, and I believe they wrote People vs. Larry Flint. They've written a lot of really great biopics. Um, they're actually good friends of Dana Gould. They've been on his podcast several times. Uh, and they're really funny guys, but they basically wrote this movie as the Black Ed Wood. So if you like Ed Wood, you need to see this. And yes. everybody's in it. Chris Rock is in it. Wesley Snipes. Keegan-Michael Key. Craig Robinson. It's full of like really, really, really great guys. Uh, Titus Burgess is in it. It's... Like, every really funny black actor from a long time... Like, I was watching Saturday Night Live last night, and I saw Kenan Thompson in a sketch, and I'm like, why wasn't Kenan Thompson? My, my name is yeah. Dolomite! Uh, is Hannibal Hann- in it? Really interesting. No, Hannibal Barres is not in yeah, it. Yeah, I love
2: that guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, he. It's really entertaining. It's really fun. And it's the same premise of Ed Wood of, like... This movie's terrible. Nobody wanted to make this movie, but this guy had all the drive and gumption to make it happen. Yeah, you gotta love stuff like that, you know? And it's Eddie Murphy caring, which you don't get to see that often. Yeah, like Eddie's. I think
2: Hollywood broke Eddie Murphy.
1: Eddie's working hard. Well, Eddie also got became the biggest star in America when he was nineteen years old. Yeah, that'll fuck anybody up. Mm. You know, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, um, most guys that that happened to are dead now. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Cobain <laughs> didn't crazy. live to thirty after being in that experience, but Eddie's really working his ass off and it's great to watch. And it's, just incredibly
0: entertaining. Do we know what Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola think about it? Yeah, but what yeah. do the old stodgy white guys <laughs> yeah. think about it? We
1: know what Quentin Tarantino knows, think about it. Yeah. He probably loves it. Because yeah. Jackie Brown is is an homage to those movies. I think
2: Quentin Tarantino is at like, the bottom of my list of people's opinions I give a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> wow. you know? I still like his movie. The bottom. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. I, yeah, I like his movies. Yeah, I just don't, I don't care want to hear for him. him yeah. yeah, lower than
0: Kevin Smith.
1: Ooh.
0: Kevin Smith is way
1: lower than Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that
2: might be really tough because I really don't care f- for Kevin Smith. Even we have like, to find your movies. Quentin your Tarantino
0: common.
1: is always like coked up and caffeinated at the same time, yeah. and he can't get his se- and he talks over himself. It's always Scorsese he used to talk before he got old. Right. It's just way too fast, and it's entertaining to watch. Kevin Smith is a pothead who thinks he's really funny.
2: Yeah. And, it, uh, and I think if I had to spend time with one of the two of them, I'd probably pick Kevin Smith just because it's like, he won't say nearly as much as the other guy. Yeah, but Kevin know? Smith
1: will keep telling you how he discovered every comic book that was ever written. Right. And you know what? would be I, a different kind of annoying. I can't get through a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. And I know there's people that love him and go ahead and love him. Yeah, go for it. But no, Welcome uh, to him. not
2: there.
0: Uh, the Hickman X-Men?
2: Yeah, we were gonna talk about it. Yeah, but and... I wanted to
1: talk about dolomite. And no, my no, name that, as well. <laughs> that's
2: fine. But it was gonna be um, a topic,
1: and then we ran out of time. Uh, is this your collective greatest thing in the world? Then? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. I, I am. I have not read X Men number one, but I am up to that point. I finished both
2: miniseries. Yes. And you had mentioned your questions. Oh yeah. Um I loved it. Oh uh spoilers, this is you should you should have already read these books. They were you, coming out if, weekly. If you haven't read it's House of X and Powers of X. Yeah, yeah, and you know what?
1: The trade doesn't come out till December. So more power to you if you haven't, but don't listen.
2: Yeah, stop recording it yeah. or listening.
1: Um yeah, I love it. It's it's pure Hickman, it's hard sci fi, it's world building, uh it's it's extensions, there's he really goes out on a limb, not in a crazy Grant Morrison way, because it's grounded. But um, the big question I have is the whole cloning thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: How he, does Wolverine still have an amantium imat- an skeleton then?
0: That's everybody's. Oh. That's everybody's critique. So everybody's kind of. Because that's not man. part
1: of his powers. I get like Cyclops has optic blasts and can't control them once again has got to put goggles on. Right. But basically, there's a whole thing where Hickman lays out there's five mutants that work together that create clones mm-hmm. and Professor X has a backup of every mutant's brain in his head. In, which in, I'm cool with and he downloads Cerebro. that into the body. Yeah. It's yeah. Because in- Professor X walks around with Cerebro on his all head all the time. All also, the time.
2: that m- it might not be Professor X because you've never seen him without that helmet on. Flashbacks right. are yeah. Professor X. Flashbacks, but, but not yeah. in the modern... Day. So that could also be true. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. Is that how does Wolverine sell animantium claws then? Right. And they're
1: starting a new Wolverine series, so he's obviously gonna have animantium claws.
2: Right. Huh. Well, so that's what's interesting, is that basically, and I think this is kind of true of all Hickman stuff, is they just kinda let him do whatever he wants. And it's clearly, he was like, but I But Hickman's just... a smart guy. Hickman, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hickman
1: knows that Wolverine has had a band of claws. I and, think it's they overlooked it. I was giving it. him... I don't know. I feel like two years from now he'll tell us.
2: Hmm. When he...
1: I, you know what? He's been working on this so long that all the creative teams on X-Men before him knew when they were going to end.
2: Yeah, that's true. So I think he's got every question answered. Hopefully. I... Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm really digging the... um the direction of it, but I'm, I'm looking at it and, um, something weird's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> with, uh, oh yeah. With, uh, uh, but specifically between Jean Grey, Cyclops
0: and Wolverine. Yeah. There's have you a read this online. Yes, I have. Everyone's um, hinting
2: that they're having like a, open a relationship.
0: Yeah. With, um, if you look at the, and Emma Frost is not part of the equation. No, right? she is. Because if you look at, um, there's a map.
2: It's a diagram of the living quarters. And
0: there's... Oh,
1: I saw the island.
0: Right. Uh, no, this is...
2: There's a lot of that kind of stuff,
0: but there's a... I don't know
2: if it's in Cyclops' it's like house on the moon, or if it's at the headquarters, but it's wherever all the X-Men sleep, and it's it's like Jean's room, and then above that is Wolverine's room, and, and below it's, it's Cyclops, and it's connected to Jean's room. But then none of the other rooms are connected in that way. Right. So, and then there's a lot of, like, panels of, like, the three of them, like, with Wolverine's arm around both of them. And it's, like... Yeah. And one of the mutant rules is, like, create more mutants. So there's a lot of talk on the internet that this is, like, that they're basically... These mutants
0: are just going to just be crossbreeding like crazy. And Emma Frost is involved in it, too. And she and Jean are completely cool with each other. So there's... Yeah, I'm trying
1: to divorce it because I know how Heckman works. I'm trying to divorce it from anything that's happened before. Yeah. Because there's been a couple of times I'm like, is this still teenage Jean Grey from the no. Bendis run? I'm like, none of that matters. I know I know they ch- they chopped that gate down. Yeah. And this is right. a brand new
2: beginning. Right. All those younger X-Men kids, to my knowledge, are gone. But every, every single mutant that we've ever seen in comics is back alive and well in the book.
1: Right. And they, they said the plan is to bring everybody from Genosha back, which was like... Was it six million?
2: Right. 12 million. And, and that then, would take time or whatever. But, wow. um, yeah, it's just been, it's nice to have an X Men book again that's readable yep. and that's doing something exciting. Like, Absolutely. um, it's been a decade yeah. <laughs> or mm-hmm. more before X Men was readable like I, it is now. I mean, I don't—I didn't think anybody since Joss Whedon was worth reading.
1: Right. And I tried a bunch of runs. I yeah. read the whole Bendis run and I didn't enjoy
2: it. Right. And but, I, that's what I did. I did
1: fortunately, I didn't thing. pay for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of, uh, Comicology Unlimited
0: trades. Yeah. There's um, there's another thing about the Wolverine Jean Grey Cyclops thing in the Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah. Like Sassy little... Mr. Sinister has yeah. like his
2: little rumor. He has like this little... Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, this, this,
1: this is the most fun Mr. Sinister's ever been. Oh. Yes.
2: Yes. Well, th- so uh, Hickman's writing this, and Hickman used Mr. Sinister during Secret Wars. Right. Um, yes. He had his and own kingdom. It was the same type of character was like sassy mr sinister was like me and lisa loved it and as mm-hmm. soon as it happened and we both went to each other and we like uh yeah this is exactly how you should be writing this character now you know it's like
1: yeah because sinister was always kind of just every other world beater it was like yeah
2: it was kind of like a uh a knockoff apocalypse yeah character
1: right because the problem w- and he was created around the same time
2: and it yeah. was like
1: apocalypse was created for x factor at the same time they created sinister for x-men yeah uh the Problem with X Men villains. X Men have X Men have a lot of good villains. Maybe they're third behind Batman and Spider Man, but most of them are the megalomaniacs. It's like right. you, you have like four or five megalomaniacs that want to rule the entire world, and you just rotate them. It's like it's Magneto, then it's Apocalypse, then it's Sinister, then Sebastian it's Shaw, Strife. Yeah, Sebastian Stra- Shaw is at least a level below, where he's just like part of the Hellfire Club. But and then you've got a few thugs. You've got some Sabertooths and Blob. juggernauts and blobs and <clears throat> Saurons. You don't have a real range. So the fact that finally somebody's like, No, Sinister's over here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now we have a new type of villain with a villain we already have.
2: Yeah, it's he's kooky, I like it. <laughs> he, he is. And actually I was gonna say with <laughs> Hickman is I um, he does really good world building, he does really good like epic moments, but I was like, Oh but his character stuff's not that great. You know? But then the sinister thing is like You're, perfect You forget
1: it. I actually forget how good his character stuff is because he's so focused on
2: the big epic I story in the why, world I why, yeah.
1: But, um, you go back to his Fantastic Four, which I think is better than his Avengers run.
2: I agree with that, yeah. Um, no.
1: His Avengers run, really good. Oh, but, yeah. But, you know, I bought... I he bought, was born to write the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, it's I like,
2: po- he was perfect for I that. I still
1: episode. have the Avengers, uh, the Fantastic Four omnibuses. Uh, I bought the Avengers omnibuses, read them, then sold them to you. Yeah. The... I think this is as good as the Fantastic Four. If you go back to his Fantastic Four, the way he wrote The Thing and Spider-Man and Johnny Storm. Right. Those are some of the most fun characters of the Marvel Universe, and he brought that. Yeah. So as much as you think
2: about the Council
1: of Reed and—
2: I think that's know, why I always think because these ideas are always so big, and it's these long, epic stories he builds right. and builds and builds. But he can do the small moments when right. he wants to. And forget it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I— how was X-Men 1? I haven't read it.
2: So I'm a little behind it? both of them. I read it. I I feel like it. And I read Marauders. Yeah. I, was it Marauders? Marauders. And that's not, but that's not Hickman. That's but not Hickman, but it's in world. his yeah it's, world. And it's it's interesting. Um, I would say X-Men number one definitely just feels like, it just feels like a, the, the next issue of this. So yeah. it's seamless. But Marauders, I was curious about, and like Excalibur's coming out, I think next week I want to check out. And um. There's a worry with these because Hickman's not writing them that they're going to be like other X-Men books when Grant Morrison was writing new X-Men. Yeah, they sucked. They were terrible. They're just kind of like pulled in the wake of like what this massive writer's doing. But, I mean, so far, I only read the one issue Marauders. It's like, I'll read number two. It's like, it was pretty good. It's like Kitty Pryde's leading a team of heroes around the planet. She can't access the gates, Mm -hmm. so they have to have a boat to
0: ferry people around. Um it's like, I'm. They're basically going to, like, pick up mutants who their home countries don't want the Krakow gates. Right. Yeah. So, Which is set up right in the beginning.
1: All and, mutants are welcome. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, she's, like, it's, she's running the, she's, like, running the black market for the Hellfire Club.
1: Now, Kevin, are you planning on reading all of the x Uh huh. So the ones beyond Hickman? Mm hmm. I don't know that I have that much bandwidth. Like I want to stick with X Men. I'm kind of bugged that Hick- Hickman's other book is New Mutants because I've never really cared about those characters.
2: Yeah, they were never they were never cool. Yeah, I never. I do want to. Uh, I do want to read the original like New Mutants stuff to just kind of see because I don't know anything about it? them. I know right. them peripherally, and I've read an issue here or there that crossed over with something in a different book. I never stuck with them. I read like the first year, and then I read. Little bits of Bill Senkovich, which yeah. people say is the best. See, that's
1: what I think I want to read. And then I read the Liefeld stuff when it turned into no. X Force.
2: I, like I think it. I'm curious because I like. Um, I think any character can be good if you if the right writer comes along. You know, I never cared for the JSA. I always hated those characters because I was like, these are this is just the lame Justice League from the 40s. And then Jeff Johns wrote it, and I was like, this is incredible. Yeah, we just
1: talked about that. I couldn't stick with it. Yeah, I got
2: like I got to about issue 27 or so, and I'm like. Yeah, this
1: was good, and then um, I had them all downloaded. You know? I, and I, I, I wasn't even like I was
2: buying it and stopped buying it, it was I've just like the, I had it
1: and stopped reading it.
2: I've got all the big uh, Jeff Johns collections they did in Omnibus for all his big runs of DC, and I'd think the ones I'm most likely to hold on to is the JSA. I'd get rid of Green Lantern and Flash nah. before I get rid of that.
1: Nah, Green Lantern, you can't get out of my hands. Flash was good, but Flash, Flash, I read the run. I had all the issues, and then I was like, nah, "I'm not going to buy the Omnibus Green Lantern." I had to run, and then bought the Omnibuses and yeah. sold
2: the books. Um, but I, but, but the point I was making is that uh, uh, I'm curious about what he's going to do with New Mutants because it's like there's something there in all of these things, and I think it's when a writer comes along and kind of knows the right levers to pull, he could probably get something pretty cool. So I'm, um, I i do not know. It's like I'm, I'll follow this guy wherever he wants to write. He's got a great track record, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was gonna trade weight, and then. We
1: started talking about the limit series, so I bought like the first couple of issues, and then I caught up. I might not even trade weight on X-Men. I might just buy it through comiXology, because yeah. I don't have any X-Men in my long boxes, and I'm not going to start. Right. Yeah, you don't want um, to open up that can of But worries. I was going right. to trade weight, and I maybe I shouldn't.
2: Yeah, I mean I wouldn't um I I like it as much as I like the two miniseries that are running congruently and those are I mean, it's like when I get my comics for the week, those are the first books I'm reading. I'm like, what the fuck is gonna happen next?
1: Yeah. So uh, so if you want to let us know what you're reading uh, or if you're on top of X-Men or if you've let it go in Jim Lee and you're never coming back uh, or if you're just going to watch the 90 series on Disney Plus in a couple of weeks because it's all going to be there, yeah, let us know. There are ways to get in touch with us on social networking. I am at Not My Book. That is both on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow the show at Facebook.com slash Comics. Ah uh, where we post all the news Kevin how do we find you online
0: um I am the gray pilgrim on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook just as me <laughs> as, as my as myself as <laughs> me. Steven.
2: I'm on uh, Instagram at the Brave Butter pecan and the show is Caffeinated Comics on Spotify Stitcher and iTunes and you can find
1: us on the radio Misfits podcast network just go to radiomisfits.com We used to be the first one on under likes st- uh, lifestyle, and now there's uh, there's back to you, and there's like I think end friends. There's a bunch that are start before C, so we're like the third one. That's
2: yeah, alphabetical. It's not personal. Yeah, but
1: we're right there. <laughs> you can find us there, uh, as well as subscribe. We will talk to you next week.